We are outdoor ladies who hunt, shoot, and fish, all while working in conservation and chasing kids. I am Julia Plugge with the Nebraska Game and Parks Commission. I'm Rachel Alice with the Iowa Department of Natural Resources. I am Megan Weiskup with the Iowa Department of Natural Resources. And I'm Tana Fancher with the Kansas Department of Wildlife, Parks, and Tourism. Follow us on our outdoor adventures. Welcome back to She Goes Outdoors. I'm one of your hosts, Tana Fancher, and this week we're doing kind of a little Kansas takeover. I've got a really exciting group that I think you guys are all really going to love hearing from, but first, She Goes Outdoors fishing boxes. So if you ordered a box, that should have arrived at your doorstep uh, probably this week, if not last week. So really hope you guys were excited to get yours. The funny thing about these boxes, it's like I'm so fortunate to be part of the team that puts these together. I love our She Goes Outdoors team. But still, when I get my box, I'm like always excited and always surprised at what's in them, which like maybe that's just a dumb blonde thing. But I'm like, this is awesome. So, you know, that really wouldn't be possible without our sponsors, but also the work and support of KDWPT, Iowa DNR and Nebraska Game and Parks. So I really hope you guys all enjoy the heck out of those boxes. And don't forget to share pictures and videos with us of you and you and your family or you and your friends enjoying them. And as always, don't forget to just get outdoors. Okay, so now what you all came for. It is my great pleasure and honor to introduce Wilderness. The Wilderness was founded in May of 2020 and was truly born in the midst of the pandemic. It has become one of the fastest growing women's outdoor organizations in the state. And I think you all probably remember my girl crush, Amy Bozeman, right? <laughs> um, we've had her on multiple times on the podcast to talk about her first experienced uh, deer hunting with me. And then also more recently, she came on and talked about entomophagy or the practice of eating bugs. So I met Amy actually at a wilderness event. So this is an awesome group, an awesome group for connecting people. And it's one that we've mentioned multiple times. So I'm so excited to finally bring them on to chat with them more officially, you know, just kind of introduce you guys to their group and hopefully get you on board with their mission. In a previous conversation I had with the group's founder, Jess Rice, she mentioned that their mission is to create authentic sportswomen. So those who not only know how conservation departments are funded, but also where and how that funding is acquired and how the spaces that they love and the game they pursue are managed. So the wilderness group teaches skills to empower women, providing the experience they need to recreate, hunt, fish, and feed their families, all without relying on the help of anyone else. I love this group, and with that, it is my great honor and privilege to introduce Jess Baines, or JB, Vice President and Director of Risk Management for Wilderness, and Alex Mosman, Treasurer and Resource Manager. A big warm She Goes Outdoors welcome to you both, and if you would, just go ahead and take a few minutes to introduce yourselves. Awesome. Well, Tana, thank you so much for having us on. We've been excited about this podcast. You know, I've been listening to it uh, pretty religiously. I'm really excited about, you know, the opportunity to get to be on here with you guys. As she said, I'm Jessica Baines. I am the vice president of Wilderness. This is something that's just turned into from an idea to kind of a passion project to something like that we've really dedicated ourselves to that stemmed from us just, just wanting to be better outdoors women ourselves and then finding out that we can have a girl group and share this passion. And then, you know, we started sharing it amongst the four of us. And now we want to share it with everybody we can. Um, just getting people out outdoors, feeling autonomous in their, their sportsmanship and just passing it along. 
So I'm Alex Mosman. I'm the Treasurer and Resource Manager of Wilderness. Um, we're so excited to be here on the podcast. So yeah, we love uh, getting out to doors and learning new things. And also we found out that there's so many other women who just would like the opportunity to get outdoors, but they're just a little bit too nervous to get out there by themselves or don't want to learn from certain people or anything. So just we thought it was just a great time to get a group together and go for it. Well, that's so awesome. And we're really excited to have you both on. I think one of the most incredible things about your group is like you all have day jobs. And to me, you put together events that like you guys do this, like it's your full-time job, but you guys have other stuff going on. So I think that takes a lot of passion and dedication. JB, do you want to start and tell the group about what your day job is? Do you want to share that? Oh, absolutely. If, if I could talk about anything, it's myself. So everybody sit back. For about the last nine years of my life, I've actually worked in corrections. I worked at uh, Jackson County Detention Center, which is the big jail downtown Kansas City. That's where I started right out of college as a 21-year-old woman. So if anybody knows anything about that jail, you could kind of uh, sympathize with me. And I climbed my way up and uh, I left there as a sergeant after three and a half years. I transitioned to community corrections where I promoted after a year. I was a shift supervisor and helped run um, a four-building correctional complex that helped our clients get back with their families and get jobs and get reintegrated into society. And that was a big transition for me, going from such a punitive lockdown environment to something where the clients come and go all day, that we can sit down and have conversations with people. And I think that might have spurred a little bit of my interest in getting out and passing on the outdoors because you know, you can sit down and have conversations about people with people and just really learn about them and their interest in, in bond. Bonding over the outdoors is like the easiest thing to do for me. And I've recently over the last six months transitioned. I work for a mental health department now where I have my own caseload of clients and I bond with a lot of them talking about the outdoors or fishing, or I will take them to parks or the Arboretum where we can have, you know, in-depth conversations where they're comfortable. So I use the outdoors in my day job just to break down barriers for people trying to, you know, pursue their own recovery. And then, you know, like you said, after that, we hit the wilderness beat and, you know, we're out there doing events, bond with people who've either never been in the outdoors or who've spent their whole life out there. I really try and incorporate it throughout my day as much as I can. Really powerful. I love JB, you really come from a common background of just helping people no matter what you do. And I think that, uh, that comes through at your, your events. You got to quit it, girl. You guys, you can't see what's going on in the room, but JB is like, oh my gosh, I black out when I talk sometimes. <laughs> no, that's really awesome. And thanks for sharing that with us. Alex, what about you? What do you do um, on the day to day? I'm a mechanical engineer. Yeah. So out of college, I used to work on airplanes and then recently about a year and a half moved up to Kansas City. So I worked for Honeywell as an engineer. But yeah, it's interesting though, because I've been in a super male dominant field. So it kind of has given me a little insight into the hunting world as well. So I don't know if that kind of makes it so that I'm so used to being in something that's so male dominated that it doesn't really phase me like some people, but it definitely showed, gave me an understanding of how a lot of women like to learn from other women as well. So um, I think that really relates 
back to wilderness as a whole because of a lot of women really like to learn from other women as well, get in the outdoors and everything. We've kind of tackled a lot of events on the side because it's just been such a passion for us and stayed super busy. I mean, we want to offer people as much as we possibly can, anything that they want to learn. We want to try and try to incorporate it in some way, whether it's like beekeeping or camping or hunting and fishing. So it's not just hunting in general, but we also want to make sure that we are giving everybody like a sense of what the reasoning is for hunting in general or fishing in general and show that what it's all about. Wow, I love that. And I think that's so cool that you kind of apply that perspective of like coming in from a male dominated field, you carry yourself with a lot of confidence. I've noticed at the events and I think it's really empowering and kind of contagious to the other women coming there. Cause it's like, well, if she belongs, I belong. Like we all belong. This is really Yeah. Cool. I actually lucked out. I was talking the other day about this. When I got introduced into hunting, it was from my brother, but I actually got to learn in college. I had actually a few different girls that taught me a little bit more about hunting. So my first Uh, time I ever went deer hunting was with a female and the first time I ever went dove hunting was with a female so it's just it was unusual for me to get to learn from women and I think that also helped my confidence as well just because I didn't even think anything of it at the time we were just going out hunting and then now it's nice to be able to pass that on a little absolutely that's awesome Well, you know, tell me, you've told me a little bit about your passions and what you do on a day-to-day basis, but tell me a little bit more about your individual backgrounds and introductions to the outdoors. And I'm especially curious about any hurdles that you may have had to overcome. Um, I remember in a conversation I had with your president, Jessica Rice, uh, when we spoke previously, she said that your group was really born from this like realization in the field that there are four hunting buddies, the four of you, which would later, of course, become the Wilderness Corps Four. JB and Al, you guys are both included in that, obviously. None of you were normal in terms of the typical hunter and angler. You all come from these diverse backgrounds, mindsets, and experiences. So can you both talk about that a little bit more and how that realization has really shaped how you design your events and how you formed your group? Absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're, we're a group of weirdos. If you line up and just said, oh, these four women are going to put together something as great as we've done. Nobody would have picked the four of us. And I think that's what makes us work so well. You know, the first thing I describe when I describe our organization after what we do is who leads it, because we all four lead it. And we do have such diverse backgrounds and ideas, and it just comes together and it meshes so well. So for me, I grew up, my uh, mom married my stepdad when I was five. And he raised me and he, like, I plug him in every podcast or talk that I do, you know, just to give him props. I don't think he works his, his smartphone good enough to ever hear him, but you know, I'm <laughs> going to throw him out there. You know, he really was my introduction to the outdoors because it was a lifestyle. It wasn't a hobby. You know, where I grew up, it's called Rich Hill, Missouri. And it's such a misnomer because it is so poor. There's even like a Netflix documentary about how poor this town is. That was just a lifestyle. That's how everybody ate down there. When deer season came up, you know, you could tell everybody was loaded up. Everyone's going turkey season, you know, everybody really took advantage of those opportunities to feed their family. So it became normal to be outside. It was just what we did. It wasn't a hobby, you know, it was just, just what we did. So, I mean, he was really my introduction to the outdoors and that's how we bonded. And I think that speaks to, 
like what I said, how I bond with people. It's just like when you take two people and you stick them in the outdoors and you have to sit there for, you know, 12 hours, that's, I mean, that's some raw bonding. You have to really like the person or get to like the person you're sitting with, or you just don't talk for 12 hours, I guess. You know, he was really what brought me up and into that. And then I moved away to college. You know, I went to college in Warrensburg where there really, it was a big difference. Like that was a big city to me. I never had the confidence to continue that on my own you know, when I was away from home and then I got into corrections and I just started my working life. And then I realized like, I really want to get back into the outdoors as an adult. You know, I did this as a kid and I met Sharinda at a Pheasants Forever event. And, you know, her and I are very different. We kind of stick out. Once you guys meet us in person, you'll figure that out. So I was waving at the door, like, Hey, come sit by me. And we bonded there. And the four of us really kicked it off at deer hunting event that, that we all met at. And we just bonded in our difference. And now we're here. So I actually, I think I have to pay a lot of tribute to my brother for getting me involved in the outdoors. So growing up, I always rode horses all the time. So I was outside a lot, but I always wanted to do everything with my brother because he was my older brother and I always looked up to him. So he was big into duck hunting and I could never convince anybody in my family that I would like really wanted to go hunting and stuff. So nobody really believed me. So my brother would at least take me to let me tag along and I didn't have a hunting license or a gun or anything with me, but my brother would let me come tag along and just watch and see what it was about and all that stuff. So I think that really pushed me to really want to learn and prove everybody wrong, you know, because of course everybody, that was always my goal was to prove everybody wrong. And then, like I mentioned earlier is when I went to college, um, I met a few girls that were also big into hunting and at that time, I had only been duck hunting. And so I got to learn to deer hunt and then dove hunt. And it just, I mean, it just took off from there. And it was weird because going from people not really believing that you actually want to hunt and then going to where I was just one of the others that were hunting, like it was no problem that girls wanted to go out and hunt. So that was a really cool experience for me. And I lucked out my husband now uh, he takes me hunting with him all the time and we go everywhere together. It's been really lucky that he just sees me as another hunter and he, he doesn't see that I can't cross any boundaries or anything. So that was really nice. But it was really nice when we all met at a deer hunt together, the wilderness girls, and we just we just knew that it's, it would be so nice for other people to learn for through girls and with other women. And so we wanted to really give that opportunity, not just hunting, but just anything outdoors that we wanted to give them the opportunity, but also know that for people from completely different backgrounds, there's always a, anybody who wants to get outdoors can get there. It doesn't matter where you come from or how you were raised. Like she said, Sharenda is a big city girl and she had never been out in the country before. Um, Jessica was raised around um, the outdoors and admiring the outdoors since she was young. So we have four completely different backgrounds. And it's really, we just want people to be able to relate to one of us at some point. So it's been a really neat experience to see who we can really touch and how we can help other people. Yeah, your diverse backgrounds really help so much. And I know the first event I came to, you guys made me feel at home right away. And I think that it, it really does help in both, you know, from your perspectives, but also visually, like you guys aren't cookie cutter women. 
like everybody looks different. Everybody comes from a different background. And it's so cool because um, you're going to show up and you're going to find someone that you connect with. And I really appreciate that your group is intentional about that without tokenizing your differences in any way. So that's something that should definitely be celebrated. Yeah, absolutely. It's really cool because we want to become like a community. We want everybody to feel so comfortable and also want to come back to learn more things with us and be able to also learn how to do them on their own because we don't want to just show up for an event, go on a, a dove hunt like we did. We don't want people to just show up for a dove hunt go for a dove hunt and then be too afraid to go out and learn it for themselves. So we really strive to try and give everybody the tools as well as the community to stand behind and get these women comfortable and out in the outdoors and give them the tools they need. Yeah, you guys do a really good job too. It's not just like a show up and shove a shotgun in your hand and go out. I mean, like at our dove hunt event, I say (laughs) R. I want to be an honorary (laughs) member of Wilderness. You're in there. You're in there. Thanks guys. But like we showed up and we all set up our own tents and we hung out and chatted. You make everybody feel welcome. You make everybody feel comfortable. And I think that's really awesome. And plus like you don't just have participants show up and you immediately shove a shotgun in their hand. Like you give people the opportunity to kind of come around like the quote unquote campfire and talk and share ideas and share perspectives and get comfortable with each other, which is really cool because like we've given Sharinda multiple shout outs. Obviously she's a big gear junkie. And so she's there kind of reviewing products and talking to these newbies about um, what they might be interested in getting or what they have that she hasn't tried yet. So I, I just think that format is really cool. So I think we've probably piqued some interest or sparked some interest a little bit on this podcast already. I'm wondering if you guys can talk a little bit more about the process of becoming a member of Wilderness, or is it just sign up for individual events? How does that work? Yeah, so we're not, I just want to make it clear, we're not like a hunt club, you know, we, we do our, have our events where our attendees come back, and we socialize just to keep our bonds going. But we're, we're not a member base. It's not a, a pay to be a member. We put our events on our website. We put our events on Facebook. You can sign up for our newsletter and you can sign up for our emails that remind people, hey, we've got a new event coming up. And we just post those events. It's kind of a first come first serve basis. Clearly, we want to keep in that realm of once you're learning a skill, you know, we want to open that up to new people. So like if you've been to four deer events, you know, we might kind of take that into, you know, consideration for some people who've never been to a deer event. So you can just go to our website. You can check us out on Facebook. It'll have all the links there to sign up, to register. Um, we really don't want costs to be a barrier. We've talked about several barriers, just like, you know, the inclusion and, and, and feeling comfortable, but cost is a huge barrier. So we really keep everything low to no cost. We try and find sponsors for the events if we can. You know, if there is a cost associated with an event, it'll be lined out right there for, you know, people to let us know. Sometimes we have people who sponsor those things and we can cover some of the costs. So everything's just on our website, which is www.wildherness.org. So you can check us out there or Facebook. We also have an Instagram with the same name. That's just kind of how we platform it. We, again, don't want money to be a barrier. So we don't want an annual cost. We don't want the same people coming to every event because we want to get people feeling autonomous and feeling like after a few events, they can go hit, you know, public land and do it themselves. Yeah. And like Jess said, because hunting or fishing or everything is so expensive to just jump in. So we definitely try. And also, if you don't have the equipment you need for a specific event, we 
between the four of us plus sponsors and everything, we usually can find all the gear needed. So if that's a hesitant or that's a reason that you're not signing up, that should, we try to make it very clear that we can provide the gear for the specific event. Because it say you go on a, your first turkey hunt and you don't, you decide you don't really like turkey hunting or you wanted to just feel it out and you don't even know if you're going to use it again. You don't want to have to go out and buy a whole new setup for that. So we like to provide those things as well. Um, just so that's not a reason that you don't ever try. Just like JB said, it costs, we try to avoid that being a barrier in any way. That's really awesome. And I appreciate that you guys do that. So one of the things I think our listeners will be curious about is your events specifically. Uh, we focus pretty heavily on hunting so far, but you guys have a wide range of events you do. Could you maybe talk to like the range of events that you cover in the outdoors or give us a few examples of past events you've had? Every time we get this question, I really got to think because we've crammed a lot literally in the last two months. I mean, we don't want to do, you know, just be perceived as, is we're a hunting and fishing group. If you don't want to do that, that's all we do. Like we are holistically about the outdoors. We've had mommy and me archery event. That was amazing. We had some mothers and their kids come out. We had some Genesis bows and a whole range set up. Kids got to do some scavenger hunting and that was a no cost event. And it went amazing. We got a lot of positive feedback from that because that allowed the kids an opportunity to have an outdoor outlet, the mom to have some time to herself, but also some bonding time. We've done that. We've had a intro to firearms class where we brought out um, pistols that CZ brought out for us, uh, red dots that were brought out by Bushnell. Um, They both sponsored that day and Norma Ammo brought us some ammo so we could um, just get some ladies introduced to handguns. And that was an experience. That was something great because we had a couple ladies who's never shot any kind of firearm ever. They came out after they left, they went and purchased handguns. They were just so about it. And it's like, so happy that we let them learn something that might be, you know, anxiety causing for some people, you know, guns can be intimidating if you didn't grow up around them. You know, I asked them after the event, I was like, what can we do better? They said, you know, we've never felt so included in anything like this. They were both black women, you know, and they said handguns aren't something that historically like our culture deals with in a recreational way. So, you know, the fact that we showed up, we felt comfortable, it's got us into this culture. Like we we just kind of opened the door to something they might not have ever tried or if they tried it at a traditional range, maybe wouldn't have had such a good experience. We've done an orienteering event We've done some cleanup events. One of our pillars is community and giving back. So we take time, we try and do, you know, a couple of year where we're spending time out in our local communities, giving back. We've done a pollinator project with Johnson County Pheasants Forever to plant pollinator seeds just to increase some habitat. Uh, We've done some cleanup projects with some of our sponsors just to make sure they know we appreciate them. We give our time for them since they give their money and their time for us. So we, we kind of run the gamut and I know there's a lot more, you know, we've done dove hunts and cast and blasts and duck hunting. We've done our hunt her program. We piloted that this winter and did, uh, took six girls on a kind of like a community bonding deer hunt and Tana, you were there. I mean, that was an amazing experience. So we just kind of try and run the gamut. Anything that comes up that anybody tells us they want to do. I mean, we do it. We did a boating class, which was amazing we had a lot of women who just showed up who said 
well, I want to back up this trailer so my husband stops yelling at me. And hey, if I got through the door, I was like, I'm about it. You know, we all got voter certified. We've done wildly successful fur harvesting event. And the turnout for that was amazing that people want to learn how to do something that to me is just kind of a lost art. We did a wildlife idea event that just, that was my idea because I hate snakes. I am all about the outdoors, but like if I see one, and I'm going home. So like I said, I got to get over this. And, you know, our president, Jess Rice, brought her pets out that Alex loves to play around and hold and, and can't stand them. But like not, not knowing what you're walking up to is a huge barrier. So we kind of try and interweave that into our events is breaking down these barriers, getting women comfortable, not only just in that basic skill that we're teaching, but holistically in, in outdoor activities. You know, if you're out trekking and you're afraid of snakes and run into a snake and you can ID it now, you know, maybe it won't be such a barrier to you spending more time in the outdoors. What I think is so wonderful and empowering about your group is that you guys are very conscious of some of those biases and some of the barriers without, I don't know, without like pushing them and making them the center of attention. Like you guys have had participants at your groups that have been survivors of sexual violence or sexual assault. You've had um, people who have overcome addictions, drug problems, or alcohol problems. And, you know, you've had people, like you said, that maybe have some political, social, cultural aversions to some of these activities. And you guys are wonderful about creating a space that is open, but more than just open, aware. Susan Steffen, who is our HD director for Wildlife and Parks, and I very much respect her, um, turned me on to a TED Talk recently, and it was basically about opening doors. And she said that it was one, or this TED Talk said that it was one thing to open a door, but if that door is not appealing to you, if you don't feel like that's a door you want to walk through, you won't walk through it. So you know, if it's this biker bar that's got like spikes and heavy metal rock coming out of the door, like maybe that's not a door I'm going to walk through, whether or not it's open to me or not. And so it's not just about opening the door wider, but it's about creating more doors for people to come through and to join your group. So I just think you guys do a phenomenal job at that. Well, thank you. Yeah, I feel like it's uh, really nice to be able to have somebody almost like a friendship, I guess. I have to pay tribute. Jess Rice and uh, Sharenda do a wonderful job. They like to easily take people under their wing and then people just feel at home and feel comfortable in our group. There's going to be somebody within our group that you can relate to and be, be comfortable around or whatever, because like we said, we're just such a wide, diverse group. That's what we're trying to accomplish is just anybody can come from anywhere and feel like they're just part of the group and that's what we really strive to do and the hardest part is getting people to take the step to actually sign up for the event or sign up and show up we try and like obviously through social media and everything show what it's like to be at an event so we try and show pictures or video clips or whatever just to kind of show what we were doing and pe give people an understanding because even though people see an event and they're intrigued to go but there's still going to be concerns about showing up so we try and show what we're all about through social media and through our website so people can really get a feel for who we are yeah that's awesome well another really cool thing about your group too is unfortunately 
you know, women and the women's hunting community can be really polarized or polarizing. And it's unfortunate because obviously we're a minority within a minority, you know, a small group within the hunting community, which is only, you know, about 10% of the population anyway that hunts. And so you would think that we would um, bond together and really like support each other. But unfortunately, even within the women's hunting community, there's like, oh, you're not a real hunter if you wear makeup in the field or, oh, you know, it's okay to look pretty and still hunt. And it's so unfortunate that those, you know, those perceptions or those decisions are pitted against each other. But I think you guys do a really great job, you know, just kind of squashing that and you all show up and you're all different. You all take different approaches and you celebrate that. It's truly wonderful. But I also think it says a lot about your group that I'm here. Like if I congratulate Jess Baines on something awesome she does, she tosses it over to Alex and is like, Hey, yeah, I'm able to do this great thing because Alex supports me. And same with you, like same with Alex too. Alex tosses it over to Sharinda or Jess Rice we're a team and we all support each other and we couldn't do what we do without each other. So I think that says loads about the leadership within your group and how you all are each leaders in that. So much is worth celebrating about you guys. I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you. Thank you. That's well, it's also really, it's really nice how, um, being able to like, sh I think one of the biggest tools for women is knowing why they're doing something or being able to explain why they want to do something. So we really strive on our events uh, to make them, to be able to give them the knowledge they want um, in order to not justify, but be able to explain to other people why they want to do something, for instance, hunting or something, and really know the background of why people hunt and what it means to hunt and just to give all the skills and give the knowledge because it's one thing just to show up for a hunt and not be able to explain why you're doing it so just any of our events like beekeeping for instance of why what's the importance of it and why people do it or fur harvesting and just the background of it and what the reasonings are for it so i think we try and give all the tools necessary for people to be able to be comfortable which is really nice that's awesome i love that so i <laughs> think would be remiss if I didn't tell my favorite wilderness story. And we've brought up Sharinda multiple times because she has a personality that's larger than life. And I don't think we can have a conversation without bringing her into it. So shout out to you, Sharinda. Sharinda is your secretary and director of community affairs. And when we were out at our dev hunt for Glen Elder, which was my first wilderness event at all, everybody kind of brought their own tent and camp set up. And it, that's, again, we mentioned that, but it's super cool about your group that we have that opportunity to like get together and check out everybody's setup and like, oh, what do you think of this gear? Like, what brand do you like best? Um, what do you use for a rain fly if you've like lost yours or in the garage or something, you know? Um, it's a, an awesome opportunity to share tips and ask questions. For those of you that don't know Sharinda, she is, I came to find out, a certified gear junkie. Like I was recently talking to Laura Mendenhall, who is the president of the Kansas Wildlife Federation. And she literally joked that she almost had to unfollow Sharinda on social media just because Sharinda is always showing off like awesome new gear. And Laura said it's totally bad for her wallet. So <laughs> Sharinda is awesome. I encourage you guys all to reach out and try to try to get in on uh, some of those reviews and conversations she's had. So anyway, at this event, we were coming back from doing something. Alex, I think we were like fishing over on the rock ledge. And I come back to camp and find out that Sharinda had been in my bed, <laughs> like got in my tent and tried out my cot. And like in her defense, y'all have heard me talk about that cot on this podcast. It's awesome. It's legit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the Coleman one, the queen size cot with the air mattress combo and the super quick battery pump. 
Yeah, Alex, you borrowed that pump too, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that caught my baby. But anyway, so I come back and Sharinda is like sheepishly admitting that she maybe got in my tent and tried out my cot, which was just so funny because like you girls immediately make everybody feel like family and there's no weirdness. There's no like competition between groups or between girls. Um, it's just love and it's sharing ideas and resources and gear. It's super phenomenal and it totally cracked me up. And I'm happy to report that Sharinda has since gone out and bought that actual cot. So Sharinda, if you're listening to this, I hope you love it, babe. Thanks for immediately making me feel like I was amongst friends from the second I showed up to camp. <laughs> it just cracks me up every time. She's like, huh, I maybe got in your cot. <laughs> yeah, gear and items and knickknacks and anything camo or anything she might need. That's what gets Sharinda out of bed. And it's a source of anxiety for me and Alex. Like I'll straight up throw our business out there. I like stuff. I've got stuff. I Trust me. But if I said today, I could call her probably right now and be like, Shrinda, we're going elephant hunting next week. What do we need? She's going to be on Amazon. She's going to be digging through what she's got. She's probably already got stuff. Hey, we're going, we're going to Alaska. She's like, good. Cause I've really been wanting to use like, you know, this cooler that oh I've my gosh. 27 day cooler that I haven't taken the tags off. I've had it for three years. Like it's just been sitting waiting. She's the best. Like she, when I describe Sharinda, there's nothing about life she doesn't love and that she won't do and won't try. And I mean, that just speaks again to our diversity because like people just, they show up and they gravitate to Sharinda. She's great. And I mean, like I am truly, truly blessed not to get on a tangent to, to know these three women and to get to share this, this opportunity. And I wouldn't, I won't even say business opportunity because you know, we, we don't get anything other than the reward of doing this. You know, we get to meet great people. We get to spend time in the outdoors and we get to pass on. It's truly been a challenge because we don't do this full time, but it's truly been a blessing just, just to find something that we all love so much and we get to share. That's so awesome. And I know Sharon has been a big supporter of She Goes Outdoors too. I think she bought our birding box and maybe outdoor cooking. And I know she got her fishing box because she posted pictures the other day. So that's so cool. And Sharinda, we hope you're, we hope you're loving those. So I'm curious from you, JB, and from you, Alex, like what is your favorite wilderness memory so far? I probably would have to say we recently, you were there as a mentor as well, had a doe hunt for youth. Um, and we got to mentor those uh, youth as well. And I was the lucky one who got to take out my niece. So I think that's one of my most memorable ones was to actually see my niece who was 11 years old harvest a doe and just to be a part of it and see her excitement and see all the emotions that come with an 11 year old shooting a deer and stuff. I mean, it wasn't her first deer, it was her second, but it was it's such an incredible moment for me um, just to be a part of that and, and just being able to pass it on to the youth and see other young ladies have the power to really go out and hunt and just see it as a normal thing. And they also got to, she still is texting one of the girls that she met there, which is so wonderful because um, she ha- gets to have other Um, young females that are also hunting and she gets to talk to them and see that other girls are doing it too which is just a special moment for sure yeah she was such a rock star and Alex not to call you out or anything but I remember coming back to the cabin and you were kind of emotional because it hadn't like when we were when you guys were planning for that you hadn't realized how 
impactful that would be both on her and on you and so when you were able to do that and she was such a rock star so cool and then she was looking around the group of empowered women out there hunting and girls you know around her age and she just had stars in her eyes like I can't imagine six other young ladies hunting being mentored all by other women as well and then seeing us also it wasn't just going out and hunting and that being the end of it we were able to go out harvest her deer, load it up in the truck, take it back to camp, field dress it and be able to show them. They were able to like watch the process of field dressing without it being like super grossed out as an 11 year old girl would be, you know? So it was just part of the process. And they, she really got to learn so much and just see the different aspect of it than just, oh, that's the gross part of cleaning the deer or something like that. You know, it was just part of it. And it was, I think it was so eye-opening because she, it was just something she got to have fun with her friends doing instead of just something she does with her dad or her uncle, you know? Yeah, that's huge. And she was such a rock star. JB, what about you, girl? Like what, what is your favorite memory so far? So it's really hard to narrow down, you know, a favorite memory because I take something from everything we do. There's, there's rewarding moments. There's learning opportunities from everything we do. But one of the big ones that sticks out for me is like the camaraderie piece because growing up you know that was a barrier I said everybody around me did it it wasn't a lot of girls you know um hunting and fishing and stuff like that so I go to like our cast and blast and our duck hunt Tana you were at both of those sitting around the campfire at the cast and blast just talking about everybody's kind of ethical standards and their viewpoint we had people who had never harvested any animal before They were talking about their anxiety with it and their process with it. You know, before the duck hunt, we all got to hang out and just kind of get those jitters out and like stand there and just kind of talk and and bond. And I think those are the moments that I really take away. It's not about harvesting an animal. If we do handguns, it's not about shooting the best or whatever. It's really about that bonding piece. We're just growing this, this amazing army of women that support us because we support them. And I think that's what I love the most because like after every event, like I feel like I'm in college. I got 10 friend requests, the people who like to do the same thing. And it's just like Alex kind of talked about with, with Mackie, you know, she's got a lifelong friend now and feels comfortable in doing this and hunting. And now I have these lifelong friends that do other things. You know, we met Kelly Ott and Kelly's like, Hey, come forage, come turkey hunt, come camp. It's just amazing. The resources and like the, the power that we have behind these these groups of women. That's really awesome, JB. And I'm going to have to, I'd write down a JB quote. I was just going to say, it's so hard. Like it, I mean, this is something we're so passionate about. It's so difficult to put in words because it's just such a tangible thing. Like you, you really need to experience an event. Like if you're not into hunting or you're not into fishing, we have people that don't believe in hunting, but will come see what we're about or, you know, pick a, a non-hunting event or, you know, something that they really think they might be interested into and once you're there like the atmosphere it's just it's just different and I'm not saying that because we run the place whatever but it's just it's so beneficial for us as the organizers to see people come out of their shells and feel comfortable because we've all been there as women walking into an event that's you know a lot of the old boys club I love the old boys clubs they're great you know some of our best supporters are or the old boys clubs but you know just just getting in a group and feeling comfortable it's just you can't put a price to that. Well said. So 
This is like the worst transition in the history of transitions. But speaking of price, you guys mentioned that you you don't get a profit from this. Like you guys have day jobs and you get to come and put on these events basically out of the goodness of your heart. And these events are paid for through like help with sponsorship and donations and things like that. Um, I know you guys have some awesome swag as well. You can't see it, but I'm repping a wilderness sweatshirt. You know, I love that. But can you tell me a little bit more about how your group is funded as a whole? Um, where you're at currently, like, are you a nonprofit 501c3? Are you um, hoping to get there eventually? Yeah, absolutely. So we're um, working on getting our 501c3 currently. We're about to file the paperwork to get that completed. You know, that's a big part is the funding aspect. As since you said, we don't we don't want to to be for profit. We, we want costs to not really be a barrier. We've had some wonderful um, donations in the past. We had just the past weekend, we had a donation from someone who actually passed away uh, who wanted his, some money go to an event to help disabled uh, veterans. So we were actually able to host a disabled veterans hunt for females to go turkey hunting. We do have specific donations like that that go to a specific event. We also recently applied for a grant for a big fishing grant. It's more tailored a little bit towards more the Hispanic community called the Vamos a Pescar grant. And we are going to host four events. And we're going to go basically through all the steps. And it's going to be more of like a family style. So we're trying to get people to go out and fishing and learn from basic steps, what like the regulations are, how to do it, how to cast a fishing pole, how to do all that stuff. And then we move on to go and actually go out and apply and go fishing. And then also go out on a boat and know what that is experience is like, and then do it as a family um and then also I think we're gonna have a cookout at the end to do some cooking aspects to be able to clean their fish and eat their fish we also yes like you said we have swag as well so that's a big part so at our events we take our swag but also on our website we have t-shirts hoodies uh, koozies and hats and anything like that. But yeah, we also were very lucky. One gentleman uh, passed away who's a really good friend of one of our biggest supporters, Dick Brown. He actually wrote in his obituary, basically um, had written in that he wanted donations to come to us on behalf of him. So that was a very moving and touching thing that we were able to touch somebody at that level, I guess, because they really appreciated what our mission was. And it's amazing the different people that we're touching doing this. But like you said, we're really, we're not for profit. This isn't for us. We're in the process of becoming a 501c3 and just trying to continue and get the donations to be able to host these events. Well, that's awesome. And with all the success you've seen so far, it's hard not to wonder what the future of your group looks like. Obviously, you're growing so fast and you're getting so much momentum and traction. Um, as far as like long-term goals of your group, are you hoping to kind of branch out and have multiple chapters around the state or even around the nation? Or would you like to keep it more localized? We don't have limits on this at all. Like we're, we're growing this every single day. And, you know, the end goal would be that there is no end goal. If we could have a chapter in every state, if we could have one in every county, want to grow this because we're that passionate about the outdoors being for everybody and everybody. We say that so often, everybody and everybody. We want anyone and everyone just to be able to enjoy the outdoors. And if we can spread that and share that 
and you know mobilize that to get that everywhere we're going to do it um, right now you know we're working on i give a little teaser we've got potentially a pretty big event coming up in September. So we've got it posted. Keep your eyes open for that. Pursuing our 501c3 to become a nonprofit is just another step, like Alex said. So once we get that, you know, we can take donations a little differently and get our funding a little more rapidly. There is no end to this. If we can get anybody and everybody involved, that's that's what we wanted. That's amazing. I love it. Um, somebody that has participated in your events that we need to talk about is Riley. Riley is a wilderness gal and she's been to some of the events before. I know she was at the doe hunt. Jess Rice, the president of your group, actually had the opportunity to mentor her and help her take uh, at least one deer, if not two, maybe. Uh, so that's really exciting. And I saw recently on social media that Riley was chosen as one of four women nationwide to participate in the Sisterhood of the Outdoors hunt. It's a big antelope hunt out in Wyoming and only four women are chosen. And Riley was one of those. A big shout out to Brittany French with the Passing on Outdoor Mentors because I know that she helped um, write the recommendation to get Riley recognized and get her involved with that. How proud are you guys that like one of your past participants was selected for something like that? That's gotta be huge. And I know you played a role in building her confidence to do that sort of thing. This kid is a rock star. Like Riley is just so... Like she showed up for the fur harvesting event. And I mean, as I think she's 16, Riley, I'm sorry if you're, you're older than that. I think she's around 16, 17, 17, 16 or 17 for a 16 or 17 year old girl to be like, I want to come learn fur harvesting. That's a different kid. That's a special kid. So like immediately, like, we're like, okay, you know, you, you could sit with us kind of deal. You know, she's, she's just different. She's a special kid and it's amazing to see her grow and see her mom involved in this. You know, her mom just harvested her first turkey this year. You know, we started working with Riley. Mom came along. We started hanging out with the mom. So it's just, it's spreading and it's growing. But I would say Riley equally inspires us. She is always cheering us on and thanking us for everything we do. And we post something or we're out doing something. She just thinks it's the coolest. So it's really nice to see like the work that we're doing it has this young lady looking up to us. I mean, it's the gift that keeps on giving. At 16 and 17 as a woman, it, we all look back and think of, oh God, at least I do. I <laughs> and I shrug and, you know, I'm like, that was, that was rough. Growing up's rough for any kid. So if, you know, young women at the age feeling empowered and autonomous and like they can do what they feel like they want to do. That's another part of our mission. Well, that's huge. And I, I have no doubt that you guys will continue to see your past participants you know, go on to do amazing things in the outdoors. And it clearly, um, a lot of them already are. So it's so cool that you've laid a foundation for these people, instilled in them just a little bit more confidence, or at the very least, just given people a network of people to fall back on. So that's really cool. And Riley, if you're listening, congratulations. We'll be sure to tag you in this. We are so proud of you. You're doing amazing. And then I also want to go back. Alex had mentioned the Vamasaw Pescar grants, and I want to take the opportunity to thank RBFF for making those available. So RBFF is the Recreational Boating and Fishing Foundation, and um, they make these grants available to try to reduce barriers to Hispanic communities, especially. So those are provided kind of through KDWPT to outside organizations to try to get more help and more support and more events out there that are reaching Hispanic communities or tailored to Hispanic communities. So 
A big thank you to the Recreational Boating and Fishing Foundation for making those grants available. Thank you guys for putting in the application for that and um, hosting those events. We're really excited for what you're going to do. If you guys aren't familiar with RBFF or the Recreational Boating and Fishing Foundation, be sure to go and check out their website. They have a really awesome YouTube channel called Take Me Fishing. Go and check that out because they have so many videos, fishing related, boating related, all the way from like how to register a boat a checklist of what to look for if you're buying a boat for the first time, how to get a fishing license, uh, fish identification, choosing the right fishing pole, choosing the right bait. You know, it's so many great things. So go check that out. And they also have, you know, through Vamos a Pescar as well, um, they have some additional resources. So they have videos both in English and in Spanish, some with subtitles, like it is just such a great resource. So I encourage everybody to check that out and maybe we'll link those in our notes. Just a little tangent there, had to, had to thank them. Oh, for sure. And then also just a side note, Riley is actually attending all of those events as well because she is fluent in Spanish. So she is one of our translators as be able to have English and Spanish. Well, awesome. So you guys remind me again, when is your next event and what is it? That is on Mother's Day weekend, but it's the Saturday before we are having a river cleanup. We obviously want to give back to the community and everything. So we're definitely trying to participate in community service projects that also is good for the environment as well. So we're gonna um, do, it's called the Cow Point Park Cleanup and Restoration Work Day. And we're just trying to help the park and trying to help them clean up. And then also the Vamos a Pescar is the, one of our next events with the fishing as well. Very cool. That's awesome. Well, yeah, that Caw River Cleanup will be awesome. And that's put on through Friends of the Caw, I believe. So um, a big shout out to that organization and thank you to them as well. Um, very, very cool. And again, you guys, just a reminder that you can find out more about the wilderness events by checking their website that JB mentioned in the beginning. We'll be sure to link it in the notes for today, but it is wilderness. So like wild, H-E-R-N-E-S-S, wilderness.org. Um, you can also follow them on Facebook at wilderness. And uh, as JB said, they have an Instagram as well. So be sure to check in with them, stay up to date, and at the very least, um, show your support for the group because these guys are awesome. I know Alex mentioned supporting them through purchasing swag, but they also do accept donations as well. And that's actually available on their website on the like swag page. So if you go, there's like lots of awesome sweatshirts and hats and things you can look at, but you can also click a button or click an item that just is basically like a donation. So you don't have to buy any swag if you don't want to, you can just make a donation through that page as well. And I would encourage everybody to do that because you guys are doing awesome things. Yeah, definitely. Like Tana said, keep an eye out. We're, we're having talks right now. You know, with COVID, everything's been different. Uh, we've been doing a lot of virtual classes. So keep an eye out for those. We post those and those will be weeknights. So it'll be easier if we've got weekend plans and we've got some camping events coming up, other fishing events. So yeah, definitely keep us in mind if you guys are looking for something to do with your family. You know, I'll be there. Okay, well, very good. We're, you know, kind of getting to the end of the conversation today. You guys have been absolutely wonderful. A joy to have on. I'm just curious, you know, if, is there any parting advice you have for our listeners if they're interested in getting into the outdoors, either trying something new for the first time, picking it up again, or trying to get their families involved? What advice do you have? After overcoming some barriers myself, I would say the biggest barrier is just me was just me as an individual so I would just say don't let anything be be a barrier if you don't have equipment we have equipment you're somebody has equipment you know if if you don't have the funds or, or you're looking for you know tags or you can't get into hunter safety or you just don't know where to start like 
don't let any of that be a barrier. Just reach out to us, you know, or any other organization, Johnson County Pheasants Forever, Ducks Unlimited, Delta Waterfowl, Orvis, if you want to go fly fishing. There are so many different, you know, local agencies around here that they have people that are just sitting waiting to take somebody hunting or fishing or kayak. Don't let yourself be your own barrier. Just get out there and give it a try. Absolutely. There's so many people out there that really want to lend a hand and getting and teach people new things and be able to pass it on. A lot of times all it takes is just asking and reaching out. But yeah, uh, we're always here. If, if you want to learn something and you want to message us, if we don't have a class on it right now, we might in the future or we can recommend somebody. So please don't hesitate to reach us. Well, that is just wonderful. And you guys have had people come to your events from all across the nation too. So for our listeners that are uh, tuning in from Iowa or Nebraska, or really anywhere across the U.S., um, you are welcome at these events. So come check it out. I know you guys bounce around across the state of Kansas, and I think you've had some crossover events on the Missouri side as well, if I'm not mistaken. So absolutely come and travel and join these gals. Um, they do awesome things, and it is totally worth the road trip. I think somebody drove like over 10 hours it was like 14 hours for your doe hunt. I'm pretty sure. So we had Amy who came from, I think, Tennessee. Yeah, that was the gal that I got the pleasure of helping to mentor. And yeah, so yeah. And it was crazy. I was like, whoa, like that's, but that just shows like if you have to drive 10 hours, that just kind of feeds our fuel to want to spread this. If you have to drive 10 hours for your kid to, to go on a doe hunt, something that's really common for us here fuels our passion and, and keeps us going. Go give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram because try and post, like I said earlier, we try and post as much stuff we can about the events and what we're up to and what we're looking for or giveaways, follow along on our journey. And yeah, and be sure to tag Wilderness and She Goes Outdoors in your photos as well of the outdoors. I think um, it's safe to say that we would both love to see those. So share that with us, tag us and hopefully we can just continue to connect this awesome community of women in the outdoors y'all well let's give a huge thank you again to wilderness for joining us you guys are a power bunch and you have day jobs as well so the fact that you are able to do what you do and can make the time to even jump on a call and chat with us today is phenomenal so thank you so much um and everybody don't forget to check out wilderness at wilderness.org and follow the group on facebook at wilderness and instagram as well to stay up to date with some of their news, upcoming events, and also get just awesome swag. Like I said, I'm rocking that camo sweatshirt today and I love it. So, you know, it's a great group to connect with like-minded women interested in getting into the outdoors and sharing their passions. Obviously it's more than hunting or more than fishing for these guys or these gals. It's uh, they're really rooted in community service and being mindful stewards of the outdoors. And I just think that's so admirable. So JB, Alex, I can't wait until you can join us for another event or and I can join you for another event, I should say. We definitely need to get back out on the water this fall and try some teal. So I got to harvest my first duck this year at a wilderness event as a participant. And that was so, so exciting. And I really want to get some teal with you guys. So we'll have to get that on the books. All right. Well, thank you both again so much. And as always, thank you to our listeners. We'll see you outdoors. Mm-hmm.